Hello and welcome back to Safe Space, the official Safe on Our World podcast. For those who don't know, the main goal of Safe on Our World is to create and foster worldwide mental health awareness within the video games industry. My name is Rosie and today I am joined by Rachel Henderson, who is the streaming and gaming fundraising lead for the Samaritans. Welcome. Hey Rosie, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. I'm so excited. We've we've met a couple of times already at various events. Yes. <laughs> when I say various Very events, it's just the one, isn't it? <laughs> one well, is more than none. One. one is more than none. You're right. We it was Twitch London, if I remember correctly, that we that we last spoke to each other. It was. And you know, given everything that's been going on, I think the fact that we actually got to be in a physical location at the same time as each other is pretty impressive. Yeah, I agree. We made a little charity circle. Um, <laughs> there was Wonderful. like four or five of us different charities and reps from each, and it was delightful because I finally felt like there were other people <laughs> that were That's like it. me. It was great. Meeting other charity people is so helpful because it just gives you that sense of camaraderie, especially, I said it's a bit different for you, but when you're working in a bigger organisation and people maybe don't quite get what you're talking about with the whole yes. streaming and video gaming thing, big, big difference. Yeah, I often talk to my family about it and they're like, I just don't really understand it. I'm like, that's okay. <laughs> that's fine. You don't really yeah. have to, I guess. But yeah, it, it makes the world of difference when you go to events and people are like speaking your language. It's great. <laughs> yeah. It's when you don't have to explain like what, what Twitch is as a, a base start to a conversation. I'm like, right, I'm winning. I'm winning today. <laughs> yeah I had to explain what a raid was to someone the other day and I was like does this make me am I like that person is that bad I didn't think to be that person you've just got a special subset of knowledge that other people don't have <laughs> of useless knowledge <laughs> hey, it's, it's, it will come in handy guaranteed you know what it comes in, it's not useless for our jobs so exactly technically it's valuable I would say but before we completely railroad <laughs> railroad this podcast <laughs> tell me a bit about yourself and then we can talk about games and what you do in the Samaritans and events and all of the fun stuff awesome um yeah so I'm Rachel I am the streaming and gaming fundraising lead for Samaritans very long job title um so I've been at Samaritans about three years now I started as a community fundraiser so I got to do all the weird and the wonderful and support people doing absolutely everything from head shaves to bake sales to pigeon racing, you name it. People pigeon fundraise racing. it. Yeah, it's people will do anything if they can fundraise alongside of it, um, <laughs> which is amazing. And then, uh, yeah, so we had a few people who did some streaming for us. Um, my other half is really into like streaming and gaming, kind of got got me looped in and then the next thing I knew I'd managed to sort of build myself a special role at Samaritans um working with content creators and the games industry um to fundraise with uh, our new campaign which is stream for Samaritans so um it's just Such been a bit a of a cool whirlwind job. it's Such a cool best job. job ever hands down <laughs> best job ever and it's the fact that you've like made it yourself so it's like you can just carve out whatever you want for for your job responsibilities you'd be like oh well we haven't done this yet and I'm gonna just make that part of my job now absolutely that was it like I was so lucky we have a really cool innovation team who were up for trying new stuff and I basically just wangled my way in and was like well this is really interesting and at some point it's going to need a home in the wider organization and that's probably going to be me anyway so can I just like getting on the ground running and have then just kind of like sneakily uh 
helped shape it kind of the way way I wanted it and the way I saw it going and they've been fantastic and to be fair the rest of the organization has been great when they don't understand what I'm talking about they're like we trust you it sounds good you're raising some amazing money and people seem happy and I'm like good good thank you (laughs) for trusting me with it we'll just leave you to it thank you uh we're not going to ask any questions because it's really complicated and bizarre and very niche yeah but they've they've been really supportive which has been great and we've yeah had some fab support and I'm just having the best time it's genuinely so much fun doing this which is my job's always been fun but this is like a different level of fun yeah yeah for sure I mean it's when you start combining things that you're like super passionate about with other things that you're super passionate about and then it's like becomes a double passionate whirlwind of chaos it's just great absolutely yeah I imagine yours is pretty similar yeah yeah absolutely because I'm obviously a big fan of games as well so when it was like oh you can work on games and and test games and talk about games in terms of mental health for a job I was like really (laughs) was that a real job and it was like yeah and then I was like sign me up let's go that sounds amazing I want to do that (laughs) and here we are yeah see it's amazing what happens when you just find those like passion projects and realize you can actually make a difference doing something you absolutely love um and then you end up here on a podcast talking to amazing people oh stop it (laughs) (laughs) but no I agree it's it's been amazing and like even just doing the podcast and getting to talk to so many different people who are all doing really different but great things it's just ah it's just awesome like I love I love doing the podcast for this exact reason a little love fest about how much we love our jobs basically it's great yeah it's just everyone just gushing about how much they love what they do and (laughs) sounds yeah wonderfully rewarding and Mm. yeah I'm gonna be just as gushy I'm afraid as everybody else um... (laughs) no I love it I'm so here for it it's really nice it's it's so much better than talking to someone who's like not (laughs) interested right or doesn't really care so no doing a smashing job thank you very much that's what I love about this so much is that it's just so many passionate people and there is nothing better as far as I'm concerned than talking to people who love what they're talking about. Yes, exactly. And I guess this must be very similar in your role as well. But when I'm talking to content creators who want to fundraise for us, they are so excited to talk to you. Like they're just buzzing to get on with it. They, they want to update you. They want to tell you everything. It's just so nice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like it's such a bunch of passionate people who really care about what they're doing who care about the cause so we've got some amazing supporters who absolutely love Samaritans and have really like taken us into their hearts and into their communities and it's just there's so much excitement and energy with it it's wonderful and you know no matter what they're doing it's that level of passion and dedication that you know people really really care and to see that especially when sometimes the world feels a little not so great it's just that wonderful reminder that actually there is so much good out there and so many people who really want to make a difference yeah I can't agree more especially with the news being pretty bleak at the moment it's always nice to have like these little pockets of positivity especially within your job as well so absolutely and like we were saying before it's chaotic wholesomeness at its very core which is just delightful to work with (laughs) it really is I love chaos (laughs) but chaos and good coming together yeah it's just perfect it's it's the the sweet spot the the chef's kiss 
kind of moment, isn't it? Exactly. That's what exactly I describe as events that we go to. It's it's always chaos. (laughs) It's never not going to be chaos, but it's like chaos in the absolute best way. That's it. And you get so much out of it that, you know, even at the end of events when you're exhausted and you've been there for days and half the time you've not seen daylight because you've been in the conference centre, <laughs> you still come out so energised about it because you're like, you've had just so many such good conversations, met so many amazing people, seen so much like energy and passion and drive. Um, yeah, it, it makes all the, the slightly harder parts of it so so worth it. Yeah, totally. What What do you think your favourite event that you've been to has been? Oh, um, so I haven't been to that many like like streaming gaming related ones so far. Um, I've only been to two this past year. Um, so Understandably, because there's been a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, that but, bit. Uh, this could be this could be non gaming events as well because charity events are still chaos. <laughs> That's it. All charity events are still chaos. So I had. Um, an amazing time at Twitch London. Uh, was so so privileged to be able to go. I get to meet some amazing content creators. Um, just chat to some new people and thank people in person. Yes, oh it God, makes yeah. such a difference. Like you don't tend to get to meet your fundraisers when you do a job like this. Uh, it's all kind of over email or phone or Discord calls, and to be able to just see somebody in person and be like you're amazing thank you so much for what you did I'm the voice on the end of your discord call or on the end of that email I, I'm the person behind it all genuinely mean it when I say thank you um just makes such a difference it's, it's so just... nice isn't it like I I met a few of our ambassadors for the first time in Twitch London and people who'd fundraised for us as well and it was quite funny because I think people didn't recognize me at first and then they did a double take and they were like I know you from somewhere I'm like hello it's me <laughs> I've been the one pestering you all the time with all of these emails <laughs> hi yeah oh absolutely so nice. it is it's such a wonderful feeling and you kind of get that oh oh is that oh it is kind of moment and it just it's so wonderful to actually see people in person um and yeah, I got a lot of that, a lot of kind of double takes and like checking of the name badge. Yeah, and, um, yeah. Likewise, I was doing the same a lot, being like, is that, I'll just awkwardly stare at them from across the room for a little bit and try and figure <laughs> out if that's who I think it is. Until they catch you doing it, they're like, I'm going to yeah. have to go and introduce myself, and even if it's not them, because otherwise it's a bit weird. If yeah. I'm just staring at them. yeah, I promise if, if anybody who's listening to this ever sees me events in the future and I'm staring at you, I'm just trying to figure out if I know you. And if yes. I don't, I promise I will introduce myself and be very lovely and welcoming <laughs> and not creepy and weird. Oh my gosh, I know. I was trying to find someone because they have, um, it was Sarah from the Rage Club and she has this most amazing like blue and pink hair. And I was like, oh, it's fine. I'll be able to pick her out of a crowd. And there were so many people with dyed hair. It was impossible to, <laughs> to find her. It's like all of these streamers who are all so like outgoing and have really cool hair and it's really difficult to, f- to find yeah. them. Oh yeah. And it's slightly dark, so you can't quite see perfectly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely had that a couple of times. <laughs> it's when people change their hair colour as well, and you're like, oh, that I, that looks like their face, but that wasn't the hair I was expecting. Yes, that's it's like, that's one. not fair. You can't change your hair colour, so how do I recognise you? Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a strange one. Do you, I, I guess kind of leading on from that, do you think that's probably the most rewarding part of your job, is getting to speak to people who, who do such amazing work? 
absolutely I hands down the best part of my job are the people I get to work with like the content creators that I speak to are just phenomenal they are so passionate and so engaged in just wanting to know more about Samaritans more about what we do more about how they can support their communities and their loved ones and that kind of energy is just infectious and it really reminds you that what you're doing makes a difference so getting to talk to them and so many of them as well are willing to share and trust me with their reasons for supporting Samaritans and that's such a privilege that ultimately a complete stranger can can trust you that much with something that's so important to them and that they're taking that and turning it into something so positive and fundraising and um obviously people people support us for a variety of reasons um some of them have personal connections some of them just really passionate about mental health in general um but it's that just energy you get from all of them and then getting to like pop into their streams and meet their communities who are equally as passionate and throwing donations around and in jokes and humor and wholesome chaos it's just delightful yeah I have to agree like that's it's one of the nicest parts about working in as a charity who works with streamers because it's I I also have had people who I think for the most part, people who fundraise for mental health charities have a personal reason as to why they do it. And whether that's because they've had, you know, uh, they've had an experience themselves or someone close to them has experienced with poor mental health. It's it's always a lot um, of courage that it takes for someone to come and tell a random stranger that that's why they're doing it and why it's so important. And it's it's incredibly humbling in a sense to be able to be told that um but also really forward like it's it's what we want to normalize the conversation so that people aren't afraid to talk about this sort of thing and to normalize it as if you talk about someone's broken a leg so yeah absolutely it's it's such a such a profound experience when somebody is willing to trust you with something so personal to them but as you said it really goes with the ethos of what all of our charities are about is that normalizing this conversation and making it just something that you do and that you shouldn't be ashamed of or shouldn't be scared about and play some small part in helping like build that and push that forward um it really means a lot and I think it says a lot about both of our organizations that we're kind of helping move that forward and that conversation forward yeah, especially if people can use games as a medium to be able to talk about these things. I think it's an amazing pathway into being able to find the confidence to talk about mental health because certainly for me, I didn't used to be able to talk about it in the same sort of, not confident way, I guess, but maybe a little bit confident, more confident than I was way. <laughs> so yeah, if yeah. you can use games as a way to do that, amazing. That's it. And ultimately, whatever it is that helps you have that conversation is so important and yeah we've seen so many people talk about games that like really matter to them or like that just had such a profound effect on them um it's just really quite eye-opening to see um how it benefits people do you have any specific stories do you think that have resonated with you especially so um, from from what you've been doing for me 
in in relation to gaming in particular, I was really amazed by the number of people that talked to me about Celeste when it first came out. Yeah, Celeste is amazing. I've, st- I've still not had the chance to play it. I've got it downloaded and I've been waiting for the moment. Um, it is hard. <laughs> it is <laughs> difficult. Like, yeah. <laughs> Good to know. I will prepare myself. Um, but yeah, that and... Oh, I want to say Gris or Gree. I'm never sure how Gris. to pronounce it. Well, yeah, I, I don't know either. I always say Gris because I found, I feel like a bit pretentious saying Gree. <laughs> Same. And then somebody said it said Gree to me and I was like, oh, oh, maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong and I've got no idea. Yeah, because I was so. making fun of my friend who called it Gree uh, and then they started questioning it and they were like, well, maybe it's Gris, but then they'd only ever heard it being called Gree. And <laughs> who knows? Anyway, it's G-R-I-S. If you want to yes. fight about it. <laughs> on social media and tag the podcast please do let us know because <laughs> I don't yeah. know teach us how we should be saying it please yeah <laughs> but, um that as well I had like some colleagues who played and were talking to me about it and I played it last year and again talked to some of our streamers about it and that was another one that just really resonated with a lot of people um and I get uh, like people are always coming to me with their sort of thing recommendations oh you should try this one and this is really good and if I had all the time in the world, I'd be playing all these games that everyone recommends me. But unfortunately, I've got to do the boring parts of my job as well, like the admin too. Um, oh, but yeah. Yeah, boo, admin. <laughs> yeah, an Excel spreadsheet is not quite as much fun as uh, as gaming somehow. But it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, can't, it's, not, can't it's not quite the same, is it? <laughs> but, um, oh, I know, I do the same. Like, I've got loads of games that I need to play mental health related titles that I want to play for work but also just out of pure entertainment purposes and and personal interest and I will start them and get 10 minutes in and then get distracted and forget about it and then I'll just minimize it for a while and then like two days later I'll come back and be like oh (laughs) whoops didn't get very far in that I don't know what's going on anymore yeah I'm the same I, I pick the games I play quite carefully based on what I can accidentally leave for like three months and then still come back to I'm pretty bad at, at sticking with something for, for a decent chunk of time. Yes. I, I used to not be such a fan of like small, like shorter games just because I love to get into it and like lose myself in a world for days and days. I love short games now. Short games are the way forward. I can play them in a day <laughs> and that's yeah. okay. And then it's and then it's done and it's an experience and I love it. Yeah. I either need short games that I can just take a like a Sunday off and just like binge in one go or yeah something where I can like do a few hours leave it come back and it doesn't matter that I can't quite remember the controls but I can pick it up easily enough and it's not gonna like set me back loads of progress or anything those are are my sweet spots my my favorite one of those at the moment I've just finished playing Life is Strange True Colors and because it's episodic in a way that they have chapters it's really nice and it breaks it down into nice little few hours of each one and you don't really have to know what you're doing it's just <laughs> oh it's just delightful again it's on my list to play again so many people have recommended it as well and it's like right you need, need to find the time to get around to all of them <laughs> I actually I I wanted to play it for so long and then I spoke to one of my friends Kat at Twitch London I think at the VIP party and she was like, oh, I have a code for it in my Discord and just gave it to me. And then I was like, right, I have no excuse not to play it now. Oh, yeah. I need to do it. And it, yeah. I would really recommend it. I love Life is Strange. Like the Life is Strange games are so close to my heart. Um, uh, yeah, 
So it's just like okay. playing a film. <laughs> oh, okay. That's definitely like pushed it up my list. Okay. It's been oh, nice. recommended. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. I really hope you like it then. Um, I don't feel like my <laughs> recommendations should have so much power. <laughs> whole new segment of the podcast Rosie recommends oh my god it would be terrible (laughs) I recommend I have so many games that I know are objectively like not well received but I love them so you know what maybe that should be oh my god you're doing my marketing and my planning for me already this is great (laughs) helping on multiple levels (laughs) yes thank you (laughs) do you want to be the host as well like just (laughs) do you want to just do it for me let's not push it (laughs) Oh, fair, fair. So, talking about games, um, yeah. do you connect? How do you connect mental health with games? And are there are there any particular games that you have gone to in the past to find comfort or solace? Or are there any games that you currently go to if you're like, I just need to zone out for a little bit? Yeah. So, for me, gaming's like really personal. It's something I did on and off from uh like being a kid um and like I I felt quite a lot of shame for quite a while about gaming and very much felt like it wasn't something I should talk about and it wasn't kind of um socially acceptable and it took a lot of work for me to be like you know what own it I I enjoy this it's it's a good thing and it's a positive part of my life um so I feel like I've come a really long way with gaming um Mm as as part of uh my my well-being and how I look after myself. So historically as a like pre-teen early teens like The Sims was my my go-to. Nice. Classic Sims one. Um just lose yourself a few hours of just pretending to be somebody else. Um can I quickly interject and ask you whether you are a chaotic Sims player or whether you played it how it was supposed to be played? I, I think I was quite quite well behaved. I kind of played it how it was supposed to be played. Um, oh. I'd try a bit of chaos, and I just always feel really guilty. <laughs> I, I, like, Understandable. I, I, I couldn't kill them off in weird and ridiculous ways because I just felt really guilty. I got really emotionally attached. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I feel um, like a villain. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, let's put them in the pool, take away the ladder. Like, I'll just lock them in a room with no door. And just watch what happens. I, I don't know whether that makes me <laughs> sadistic. Oh, not at all. But... Like, I, I definitely tried it once or twice, but it was like something I did because I was like, I'd, I'd read about it or I knew somebody had done it and was like, oh, I wonder, I wonder what actually happens if they're telling the truth. But then I, yeah, just felt really bad about it. And yeah, I'd only do it with like f- families that I'd just made and I hadn't had an emotional attachment to yet. Like I would never do it with a with a key player who I've been like watching for for years. They've See, got that... a career path planned. Yeah, I there you go. <laughs> some morality. Some morality. <laughs> There's got to be like way, ways you test it out in a way that's comfortable, right? <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah. I was yeah, all about sorry, the decorating as well. Yep. Oh no, go right ahead. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was very much about the decorating as well. Was like just making everything really pretty and that kind of thing. Um, oh, I was possibly. I've... I've got another Rosie these... recommends for you then. In that case, oh yeah, uh, you should totally play House Flipper. I've had this recommended so many times and I it's, again it's on my list I'm really looking forward to it at some point oh it's so relaxing like I've just got it on my switch and you can just 
you just go into this like really gnarly, nasty house. It's just trashed. And then you can just decorate how you want and spend all the time you want in it. There's no time limits. It's great. I feel like you'd really like it if you like the house building side of things on The Sims. Nice. That is good to know. I will I'll definitely take that recommendation. <laughs> yeah. Anything that can just be quite nice and chilled, do it at your own pace. That said, I think I was possibly the one of the only people that genuinely enjoyed The Sims for the GameCube when it had like levels. Oh, and like things that you had to do to progress. It was very like structured. Um, so yeah, so that was that was sort of my my early kind of go to relaxation games. And at the minute, I'm quite into uh, the Lego game series. I just yes. like going around smashing a load of stuff. <laughs> um, but again, short episodic product progress that you can kind of go through a chapter and like do a little bit and come back to it and it takes you five minutes to remember what all the controls are and you just go around causing again wholesome chaos with their yeah no no big kind of consequences particularly no you can die so many times in lego it doesn't matter you just come back to life it's great exactly like you can't do anything smash everything like trees bushes everything you can think of you can just break it's That's it's ideal it. <laughs> And it's just, again, you just do whatever and it doesn't, you know, potentially like halt the game and its progress because you can't ever really do anything wrong or really mess it up. And it's just like that kind of like relaxation thing where I don't have to, to think too much about it, but there's enough in it to keep me interested. It's kind of a, yeah. a good balance. Yeah, especially if you're playing like a storyline that you already love and you already know it. So it's not, it's just like, I don't know. Exactly. I'm, I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like homey. <laughs> yeah, there's kind of like a comfort zone to it. It's a bit like watching like your favorite TV show again. Yeah, but, that's exactly um, it. But you just get to kind of be involved a little bit, but not too much. You don't affect the story, but you just kind of, you can smash things up and do what you want. Yeah, and just kind of run around and be chaotic. It's, it's lovely. <laughs> Yeah, those those are probably like my my relaxation games for when I just want to chill out and not really have to like think too much or or put too much effort in and just take some like quiet time out. Yeah, there are some solid choices. I respect it. I like Thanks. it a lot. Um, I I used to play the Lego game when I babysat my next door neighbor and we would just play and it was like it's such a good like family focused game like you can just play with anyone skills don't matter <laughs> that's it and I feel like that's kind of that's where my level is like I would never say that I'm a good game player like I enjoy <laughs> it but good that's is not all that matters though I I don't like the idea that you have to be good at something to enjoy it like I I love being oblivious and bad but I still have fun that's all that matters as long as you're enjoying yourself that's the core thing yeah, that's so, the whole point. That's what games are here for. They're meant to enjoy yourself. It's not meant to be like horrifyingly competitive all of the time. Unless it's like Mario Kart, in which case, sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or any kind of like co-op games. So my partner and I play a lot of... Um, uh, oh God, I've totally forgotten the name of it. I always do this. Uh, it's the cooking simulator from uh, Team 17. Uh, Overcooked? Overcooked, thank you. I always forget the name of it. I don't know why. I play it all the I time. I know you said cooking, and that's like most of the name of the game. <laughs> I know, and I just can never 
Yeah. Oh, I've, sorry to Team 17. I don't know why I can't make that title stay in my head. I play it so often. Um, but yeah, that's all, always devolved into some kind of like joking row because it's just pure chaos and and yelling at each other. But it's, again, quite a nice way to, to wind down and uh, not have to think about actually making dinner. Yeah, because you're yelling about stuff that doesn't really matter. Exactly, that's it. And then you walk away from it and you're like, oh, okay, we're, we're good, we're fine. <laughs> we just won't play this for a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like Monopoly. I, I've i talked about this a couple of times. I have strong feelings about Monopoly. I can only play it with one other person because I know that we're still going to be friends even if they beat me. Um, yeah. And it will just go on for hours. But I, it's just pure deceit and capitalism (laughs) and I love it and I don't know why (laughs) there is something about Monopoly it can make or break you it's it's now banned among my friendship group after an incident (laughs) from a few years back we no longer speak of (laughs) just like we just we just don't play it anymore and it's just better for everyone (laughs) oh it's so good it's just that feeling of like horrible you turn into a villain as soon as you start winning and it's like you want to see their downfall. It's not even about winning anymore. It's about seeing the other person fail miserably. It's pure evil. You worried, Rosie? <laughs> Am I okay? <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't play it anymore. I'm, I'm glad you've got somebody you can play it with who still loves you at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. Maybe you're going to have to tone it down a little bit. <laughs> hey, you do you. <laughs> Okay, the only game equivalent I can think of is Mario Party, which is like, I don't know if you've ever played Mario Party. I haven't played it. I have watched a few people play and it looks amazing. It's, it is brilliant. Um, but yeah, it's, it has got the same sort of horrible, deceitful twist that Monopoly has in that you can just totally destroy your friends' hopes and dreams whilst playing it. And uh, as, as all true friendship groups that uh, go through at some point or another, right? When yeah, playing it's, it's anything true, Mario related, it's the true friendship test. If you don't pass it, maybe you're not destined to be friends. <laughs> oh. I feel like I feel like we should caveat that this is not uh, advice on how to make friends uh, <laughs> or treat your loved ones. Yeah, this is not. Please, for legal reasons, this is all a joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't take anything I say seriously. I will deny it. Um, but moving on before, you know, I'm involved in a lawsuit because people don't have friends anymore because of us. Um, <laughs> you work with a lot of different creators to take part in. And one of the initiatives that I wanted to talk to you about, because I love the name so much, is the Night Shift Before Christmas, which I think yeah. is such a fun title. And I remember, I think you said that you'd come up with it on a whim and then everyone loved it. Um, but one of my best creative moments. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so good. I'm, I'm like so jealous that I can't think of one that that good. But it's um, genius. I loved it. And within that, I'm sure that you saw, as with most of your fundraising initiatives, some some brilliant conversations about mental health happening over the the streams and and content that went into that event. Um, and so, I just wondered if you'd tell me a little bit more about the night shift before Christmas and how it, how it went. Yeah, absolutely. So we um, have been running a streaming campaign called The Night Shift. 
um, last year was our first year. Um, and the idea was for people to fundraise um, and stream for sort of uh, multiples of four hours. Four hours is the length of the Samaritan's uh, listening volunteer shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we decided we were going to do a special Christmas version, uh, the night shift before Christmas. Who doesn't love a punny title? Um, <laughs> And basically, yeah, we got a load of uh, content creators involved to do uh, streams throughout December uh, doing sort of their night shift. So they'd uh, do streams as long as they wanted. Um, We recommended like multiples of four uh, up to 12 hours. Um, Because one thing we're really strong about is that we don't promote 24-hour fundraising events uh, for streaming. Um, I know some of you do amazing like 24-hour marathons and it's phenomenal um, but we just think you know sleep is so important to mental health um, and in all honesty sometimes those hours in like the dead of the morning where there's nobody awake they don't do great fundraising and then you're just depriving yourself of sleep as well and like bit shorter bit sharper do some amazing fundraising and get a decent night's sleep that's that's the dream yes exactly do self-care whilst you're fundraising as well exactly that's it like we love people who go out for charity but ultimately our supporters well-being is the utmost important thing in all of our fundraising so we want everyone to be safe and looking after themselves but again we're never going to say no to anybody if they say no this is what I really want to do like (laughs) Yeah, we've had a few people do that as well and whilst we're not going to say no I always try to encourage them if they're going to do a really long stream that they they don't do it by themselves at least do it with people or take shifts um and and do it as like there's a lot of stream teams out there that will take like four hour shifts or or three hour shifts or whatever it is yeah and then it's it's 24 hours but you're not doing 24 hours you're just doing that's it like relay streams work really well um or like even two 12-hour ones over a weekend. There's loads of ways to do like a big challenge, but break it down into slightly smaller like chunks that are a bit easier to digest. Um, and yeah, I always tell people as well, like if you need to stop, it's okay. Like you're not letting anyone down. Nobody will mind. Like at the end of the day, your health and your well-being is more important than anything. Yes. And that's what really matters to us as a charity. So I don't want to see anyone struggle through something just to raise money because it's it's not worth it. Like you you have to look after yourself when you're doing it. Exactly. And there's a certain irony as well if you're damaging your own mental health whilst raising money for a mental health charity. Yeah, there's there's always a great irony with a lot of streaming fundraising like that because <laughs> a lot of my fundraisers point out that their communities love to see them suffer. <laughs> and there's a there's a, a delicious irony in that that yep. they will suffer through being boozled and jalapenos and all these horrible things to raise money to, and to raise awareness about the importance of mental health and I'm like there's, there's something in here that's just... yeah there's something at the being boozled one I I don't think I could do it I I feel so sorry for people who have to do or feel as though they have to do being boozled. And go through oh, with it. Yeah. Some people absolutely love it. I'm like, if that's what works for you, you you go for it. It's it's the Carolina Reapers that always get to me. I can just <gasps> oh I can feel the burn almost like 
as a, a ghost sensation. I can't imagine what what people are going through. But again, each to their own. <laughs> each to their own. But also, like, I will watch <laughs> if you're going to eat a really spicy pepper. But then it's it's almost like you see the pure regret. <laughs> Uh, maybe like 10 minutes after they've eaten it and then they realize what they've done <laughs> what they're in for especially if it's near the beginning of a stream yeah oh yeah gosh yeah but generally i think it at least it makes it hopefully worthwhile doing it for charity yeah um and people have fun i suppose a lot of it's doing things that you would never otherwise do but have that weird curious sort of desire to to give it a try and we almost provide that excuse to do something that yeah um, exactly like other people want to see you do it too to the point where they'll they'll donate money to charity to watch you do it which is exactly which is it's, a, it's a big testament to how much they love and appreciate you as well they, exactly. they really want to see you suffer that much yeah and also a big testament to the to the person who's fundraising because if they're willing to eat something horrible or drastically change their appearance or whatever it is that they want to do um for charity then that's that's amazing that's it and i think one of the like going back to kind of gaming as well one of the most amazing ones i saw was somebody who would reset their whole game um at a certain donation point and i was like that is that's dedication because you just then end up playing the same like grind (laughs) levels again and again as people if you get to a new bit and they're like now can we go back and do all of that all over again especially if there's a really hard boss or something in there that's Mm -hmm. so painful like I had to rage quit Bioshock the earlier on this week because it my disc for some reason just stopped it just gave up um it was like an error has occurred and I was like oh no (laughs) I don't remember the last time it saved manually and it was like two hours worth of work down the toilet and I just gave up and I haven't touched it since because I don't have the heart (laughs) to to play it all again um so yeah progress to lose (laughs) yeah big respect to people who do that deliberately for charity (laughs) yeah but I've got on a complete tangent haven't I I was meant to be telling you about night shift (laughs) (laughs) no it's fine we love tangents here we're we're big on tangents Yes. I said wholesome chaos and, and that's why I deliver. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. So yeah, so um Night Shift Before Christmas was fantastic. We had some amazing streamers that got involved, did all sorts from you know gaming to comedy to cake baking, um, all while doing other weird and wonderful things on top. So baubles and beards, stickers on faces, quitting games uh, um certain donation levels um and they did they did, did fantastically raised around twenty six thousand pounds which was phenomenal that's amazing um, well our initial goal was twelve thousand pounds which uh keeps our entire phone line open for a day so they managed to come together and raise enough to keep our whole phone line across the whole of the uk and ireland open for two whole days um that's amazing which is amazing because um, our phones are 24-7, 365 days of the year. So that makes a, a big difference. Um, and then in terms of the content, it was just uh, really wonderful to see. So we find you get a real mix. For some people, um, gaming and streaming is so much about an escape. So they just want to have fun, and be silly, and just not think about reality for a bit and just have this lovely little uh, bubble of escapism 
and then they'll chat a little bit about Samaritans, what we do around that and do some amazing fundraising. And that's fantastic because it still raises so much awareness um, alongside vital funds, which is such a huge part of this. Like, it's what I really love about uh, streaming fundraising is that the awareness raising just goes hand in hand and everybody's so passionate about it. Um, it makes such a difference. Um, but we then also had some streamers that really opened up about their mental health, um, about their reasons for supporting Samaritans, who were, their communities were opening up. Um, it's amazing the number of sort of messages I get in chat when I pop in where people are like, you know, thank you so much, Samaritans saved my life or Samaritans saved a loved one. Um, and it's just so wonderful to see and so humbling to see how yeah. much uh, the organisation means to people. Um, while we're also doing all this ridiculous stuff like eating jalapenos and <laughs> covering our faces in stickers um, and to get that kind of that both sides of people just having so much joy but also being so open about their mental health is just a really wonderful um, like melting pot of um, yeah. of just of positivity which is um, great and just seeing people be more comfortable opening up whether you know on stream or in their discord servers or just with their like friends and family and loved ones that being able to raise so much awareness about how important it is to seek support um how to listen to other people so we do a lot of advice on um like our listening tips and how to support somebody online how to support somebody um in real life that you're maybe concerned about as well um so there's just so many layers to a campaign like that in terms of awareness raising upskilling and just really opening up the conversation it's a wonderful duality isn't it to see people doing really chaotic things to raise money whilst people are having some very open conversations within the chat and I think it's a really nice opportunity for people to talk about mental health in a not a positive or a negative way just they can just talk about it and it's not it's not yeah. a huge like thing I don't know it's I think some people are nervous that they have to find the right time and the right place to talk about mental health and it has to be the right setting they have to be feeling a certain way um and it's not the case yeah that's it it's so much a part of our day-to-day -day lives and to just normalize it that this is just something that's there and it happens in conversation and you know if you don't want to talk about it right now that's okay you don't have to but if you do you can um and everybody's got their own way of coming at it and how they want to interact with it um like i said some streamers and content creators it's just very much like you know we're we're here to escape from reality for a bit for others they're really up for having those conversations and uh that's kind of what their channel's about but just to have that the awareness raising of it's okay to talk about these things and if you don't feel comfortable talking to the people in your life, here's Samaritans. Here are people you can go and talk to who are there 24-7, 365 days of the year. They won't judge you. It's entirely free. To be able to get that message out there to people that we might otherwise struggle to reach makes such a difference. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think that's a really nice place to leave it on um, because... I think I think we, that kind of covers the whole aspect of games and mental health really nicely. Um, yeah, I will put all of the links to um, 
the Samaritans in in the description as well. Um, but thank you so much for coming on, Rach. It's been so nice to chat. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been absolutely wonderful. Um, I've had a really fun time. Yeah, me too. Um, wh- where can people find you online? Um, well, you can find Samaritans um, at Samaritans or at Samaritans Charity on Twitter, Instagram and um, Facebook. Couldn't remember all my social channels there. <laughs> um, <laughs> and if you really want to follow me individually, I am at Rach Hend on uh, Twitter. Um, I just mainly post about Samaritans and streaming and gaming and stuff like that. What do you mean um, if you really want to? You should want to. <laughs> I love your Twitter. Go and follow Rach. (laughs) Oh, for now, amazing. Thank you so much. Um, And to those listening, if you're struggling, please know that you're not alone. There is support out there, such as the Samaritans Helpline. And if you're looking for somewhere to start, please do visit the website at safeinourworld.org to find a list of global helplines, as well as a lot of information uh, about different feelings and symptoms. But thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Safe Space, and we'll see you next time.